Hi, and welcome to Noodle Pros. I'm Brendan Mernon, Senior Director for Recruiting, Tutor Engagement, and Quality. And I'm here today with my longtime colleague and good friend, Jonathan Eric. Jonathan lives in Manhattan, is a lifelong Upper West Sider, and um, he has for 30 years been one of New York City's best private tutors, first with Princeton Review and since 2010 as a founding tutor of Noodle Pros, where we have worked and enjoyed working together. Jonathan um, has, as a Hunter High School graduate himself, uh, been a tutor of the Hunter High School entrance examination for a very long time. He's helped many, many students achieve admission to the most selective high school in New York. And uh, he is also in his spare time um, he is a theater director, and he is a lover of all things having to do with the theater. So I am very pleased to welcome my friend and colleague, Jonathan, to Noodle Pros today. Thanks, Brendan. Good to see you. You too. So um, I guess that Hunter High School, Hunter, it's Hunter College High School, uh, full disclosure, my older daughter is a 2018 graduate of Hunter College High School, uh, thanks in part to Jonathan's good advice. And um, Hunter College High School did announce yesterday that their admissions season, which usually occurs in December, January, is now open. So um, we'll talk about those dates. Uh, but before we get to that, the, my first question is, who uh, can actually apply to Hunter College High School? Uh, the applications are open to sixth graders. I know it's a high school, but it starts in seventh grade. So the process starts with six current sixth graders who are residents of New York City. So long as you're a resident in the city, uh, you can apply. Is that only Manhattan or all five boroughs? All five boroughs. Okay, so as long as you're a resident and you're a current sixth grader, then great, you can apply because this starts in seventh grade. Now, I know that Hunter... Hunter College schools go from kindergarten through 12th grade. When can you apply to the schools? So you can apply for kindergarten for the elementary school and only to enter in seventh grade for the high school. It's in essence junior high and high combined. I see. There's only one entry point and that's for seventh grade. But for the kindergarten, is that all five boroughs? Uh, can, I believe for the elementary school, it's Manhattan only. Okay, so that's why some people have some confusion, but for the for the seventh through twelfth, that's all five boroughs. It's the whole city. Everybody can go. I had friends in every borough. And is the admission a test, uh, an interview, uh, anything of the sort? Like what what's the what what do they use for admissions? For admissions, it is a test. It's a three hour exam. It actually has no official scheduled break. It has three main components. There's reading comprehension, an essay and a section of math questions. Okay, so that's for the high school. So we're only yes. talking about the high school admissions and there's just a test. Correct. All right, great. Um, and how, who, who, can, who can apply to take the test? What do you have to do in order to be able to apply to take the test? In order to apply to take the test, you have to have a qualifying score you, uh, from the, for this cycle since uh, because of COVID, It'll be fourth grade exams from two years ago. Uh, if you're um, in public school, the New York state exams, the statewide exams. And if you don't have that, or you go to private school, either an ERB 
a Terranova, a Stanford, or an Iowa. And if for some reason you have a different test, let's say like an IC, you would have to contact the admissions office about if that test would qualify. Okay. So, so in other words, you have to have taken a test in fourth grade in order to take this test in sixth grade to, as a New York City resident to test into Hunter College High School to start seventh grade. But, it, but, you, but you can do so if you went to a public school, a parochial school, or an independent private school. That is correct. Okay, but you have to have taken a test. Now, I, I know that in past years, there kids who went to schools that didn't give standardized tests in fourth grade, they were able to take a, a qualifying test that, that Hunter wrote as a separate, you know, sort of document. Is that happening this year? For this admission cycle, it is not happening. Okay. So if you went to a school and you did not have a fourth grade standardized test of any kind, Unfortunately, you will not be able to apply to Hunter for this coming round. Is there any chance that that will change? In the world, in the sense of anything's possible, I would say yes. But in terms of, you know, they just announced it yesterday, May 10th. We're in a short cycle, shorter than usual. So I'm pretty sure they've thought through what they want to do and they're going to be sticking with it. Okay, so they're probably going to stick with it. So you just said there's a short cycle here. It, let's say yesterday was what May tenth, so that go that means May tenth until when is the test scheduled to be? They've announced that it will be in June. They did not put an official uh, an exact date up yet. My guess would be it'd be mid to late June because they need time to get things going. Okay, so when that when that's up and running, certainly people can reach out to us at Noodle Pros. You can call us uh, or you can go to our website, www.noodlepros.com and, and, and ask. Um, okay, so, so it's from, from now until late June. If you're, if you're planning to take it, get on there now, sign up now. So now when you say that in order to take the Hunter College High School entrance exam in sixth grade to enter in seventh grade, that you need to have taken a fourth grade test. Does any score on the fourth grade test qualify or is there a certain threshold? There's a threshold. You need to be at the 90th percentile for uh, math and reading for whichever test you happen to be taking. Okay. So, so then for some, for some tests like ISEE, uh, SSAT, they might have like national percentiles versus the percentiles of the people applying to private schools, which percentile would it be if you were sending it? Do they, do they typically, uh, you know, count? They look at the national percentile. Okay, so 90th percentile of the public school ELA and math fourth grade tests or of four or five various other tests that are on the website. And if you have a different standardized test, and your, and your kid is above the 90th national percentile, then inquire with the school to see if that qualifies. Is that? Correct. Okay. So that not an easy system for sure. You have to put your paperwork together. Um, mm -hmm. as, as I recall, and you can, you can, you know, correct me on this, Jonathan, as I recall, I had to reach out to um, like the middle school dean for my daughter's school because they had the scores on file uh, that, even if the scores aren't necessarily sent home to the parents, the school probably still has them on file. Is that correct? That in public school, I would believe that's correct. 
Okay. Uh, and and, and I, my, my younger daughter, my older daughter was in private school at the time and they still had that. So just for people that aren't sure about their, their children's scores, the, your best place to go is to the, the, the middle school dean or the, you know, the learning Maybe specialist the or somebody like that. Get the information, absolutely. Right. Okay, so now let's say you're a parent, you have a, uh, and let's just talk about Hunter College High School for a second, because sure. you you went there, and okay. we can share experiences here, and my older daughter went there, so I got a, a front row seat to that. Like, what's what's the environment like? I mean, 90th percentile, clearly you have to be moved pretty fast for a fourth grader. What kinds of kids thrive at Hunter College High School? Um, bright kids, kids who are have inquiring minds, want to... You know, it's really a great place to pursue interests and you'll be encouraged and to do what you want. I founded a musical theater group um, and there were plays an original playwriting group. There's all kinds, there's arts, there's sports. Teams tend to win uh, some of the PSL titles depending on the sport. So we've got all kinds of things going on. And the main thing is really, if you have an idea and you want to do something, there's a real encouragement to pursue it and go for it yeah I, I can confirm that there were a lot of clubs when when my daughter was there and kids started clubs my daughter started a publication the school supported it they they gave the group money to to get it up and running with the website and everything so they they were they were super supportive of her efforts and as far as uh on on the theater side yeah i mean my daughter was not involved in the theater but the theater was extraordinary and the orchestra was amazing and she did robotics for one year which was a tremendous and the sports they were competitive against a lot of really good schools they made the playoffs in various sports and did well uh she played soccer and basketball and in both the team did quite well um so it is it like let, let's talk about how fast things go at hunter college high school like compared to say an average i mean i would say average but like most public schools or like a competitive public school like what, what's your sense it's, of that? no it's definitely it's faster it's harder my you know my average went from 97.5 in sixth grade and wasn't there when i got to hunter it, you know it floated a little floated lower than that but I was now with the cream of the cream. You're with really bright kids from every school. You know, if you were one of the top five kids at your school, you're at a school where everybody's one of the top five kids from where they came from. Right. So, so, it's, so it's you have to, energy. yeah, you, 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 if you're going to send a child there, you want a kid who has a little bit of a thick skin in the sense that if you're the seventh best in the class, it's not going to break you because That's there right. are going to be, um, and I, I just saw from my own daughter's experience, you know, she was like, you know, you just, you can't be the best in the class in every subject. You're just not. And in some classes you may even be the worst, but you're still doing great because it's moving so fast. And in, exactly. and you, and you try to find the things that you excel at and, and, and do well on those. Um, okay. So, so that's great. And I know from having, you know, seen it, that there are so many committed teachers there and the teachers work really hard and they love teaching the kids who do um, you know, so much extra work. I was actually talking, uh, sorry, I was just talking to a parent last night who's considering sending her son there and she actually teaches part-time at Hunter College and they often get Hunter College high school students taking college classes, which mm -hmm. Hunter College high school students can do. They can register for classes at Hunter College later in their, in their high school years if they've, yeah. you know, if they're, if they qualify. And she said, they're often her best students, the high school kids. Yeah, and what you were starting to talk about with the teachers in the school, that's what I found was 
really amazing that they do encourage you to go ahead with your ideas that there's a nurturing and uh, support, as you said, with your daughter and her publication, there's, they, it, it, it's nothing's looked down on. They really want you to pursue your, your, your thoughts. Yeah, and, 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 and my sense was that there were, for, you know, when my, when my daughter was there, in terms of getting other kids to collaborate with her, it was, it was really easy for her to just go ask a few people like, hey, do you want to do this with me? And kids worked really hard and did great work. And they all sort of together had great experiences. I, I know my daughter was, was very happy with very many things uh, when she was there. And, and I know you were, and both of us have had students, I not as many as you, but who have gone on there and, and, and really thrived. Um, okay, so, so let's talk about this. We don't know this year because it's a late cycle, how many kids are gonna take the test, uh, but historically about how many kids qualify for and take the Hunter College uh, high school entrance exam in sixth grade to start for seventh grade? Usually around 1800 to 2000 students. Okay, and, and, and like what does the pipeline look there in terms of, and we'll get to the structure of the test, but what does the pipeline look to look like in terms of um, how many, like how's it get scored and looked at and how many kids get offers and how many kids end up going and that sort of thing? So they're, the, they're looking to put together a class of two, uh, two, a little over 200 students. There are 30 students coming from elementary school so they're looking to add around 180 to 200 students from the general population taking the test. And uh, I forgot what was the other part of your question. So then when they when they look at the exams, I, I know there's a oh. system where like there's they look at the math and the reading and then you yes. said there's an essay and how does all that work? So there first the multiple choice sections are scored the math and the reading comp and they'll take the top I believe it's 300 uh, tests, so the top 300 out of that group, then have the essays read, and then the essay is make or break. Got so it. depending on how you do on the essay, once you've done the multiple choice, and the essays are written with only a number on top, so the names aren't there, and the so the people who are grading it don't know whether it's a male or a female or who it is. Okay. So they're as blind as can possibly be as they're grading the essay. Understood. Okay, so let's talk about then Again, the structure of the test, I want you to tell me like the sequence of the sections during the test. And you said there's no break. And, uh, and then we'll come back to the scoring and how people may want to think about their prep in terms of maximizing their chances within the way that it's scored. So there's a, you said there's an ELA or a, an English section in the test, a math section in the test and an essay. Do they appear in that order? No, the, uh, it can change. So be careful, I'll tell you how it's been. Okay. Okay. And just because, and even one of the two practice tests on the website is not in the exact structure that the test is today. And they tell you that. Okay. All right. So there's always a chance it could shift and they're not going to make an announcement about it necessarily. Okay. But, but, the, but what, what's been typical? Math, it's been typical. It's been math. And then the essay, I'm sorry, it's been reading. Sorry, let's start. Let's back that up. No worries. Okay. So the structure historically has been reading comp first then the essay, and then the math, and then the math questions. But they can put it in any order they want. This is an interesting test. There is no break between the sections. It's one big block of three hours. Okay. Um, and then you can use the time however you want. They will suggest now's the time to move on to the essay. Now's the time to move on Got to it. the math. But you don't have to go by that suggestion. And 
you can choose to do the test in any order you wish. Yeah, I remember when my daughter took it, she was a, a, a pretty high performer on the verbal side as a sixth grader. So she, you know, she didn't rush, but she was able to use less than the allotted time on the English and still feel very confident about that she'd done quite well. And then she put a little more time into the math and the, and the essay because, you know, she was good at those. And, but, she, but essay, of course, more time is going to help if you have it. Yeah. Um, and she ended up needing the time in retrospect, I remember her telling me. Right. Um, so if somebody were great at math, at, like amazing, they could maybe get through that slightly faster, spend a yeah. little more time on the essay. But, and for that kid, it might make sense, then they should practice if they're going to do it before they do it on the day of the test, but they may want to do the math first. I that see. way they know exactly how much extra time they have that they can devote to the essay or the reading. So for the reading, what level types of passages are on these for these the, are, for the these, reading they're, comp. They're, they're pretty heavy duty for sixth graders. They're uh, fairly long. There's a poem in there. Um, so it takes, it's gonna take some concentration. How would, how would you compare the difficulty of the reading comp to the SAT or the ACT? I mean, I know those don't have poetry, but just the, the fiction and, and nonfiction. For the grade level, it's definitely tough. It's, it's, it's like relative what an 11th grader is getting on the SAT or the ACT. For the Hunter test, it's definitely, I'd say, a notch above that from what they're used to doing either on another standardized So, so you're saying harder than the SAT for an 11th grader? Like I'm no. saying, but, but not quite as hard as the SAT or ACT. No, not that hard, but I'm saying relative but to it's, what you would expect for that grade level, it's a bigger gap than you're dealing with on the SAT or the ACT okay. from 11th grader. And what about on the math? Like, are they, is it, is it straight sort of like calculation type of math? Is it logic puzzles? Is it a combination? It's a combination of the two. As I would say to a lot of the students, it's not so much that it's hard math concepts. It's not like there's no foil. There's nothing, you know, complex further down the road algebra that they've brought down to the test that you're supposed to know. But they're very involved, multi-step problems, um, you know, on, you know, you might see on one test something with three gears. And if one's turning, what's the last one? Well, on the hundred test, there might be seven gears, right? So you're, it's a more complex version of things that they've seen, but it makes it difficult because there are multi-steps involved. Right. Gears are, gears are pretty simple arithmetic, but if you don't know the arithmetic and you can't do seven steps, it's hard. Right. Or just having seven steps. Now you have four more opportunities to make a mistake. Got it. So kids should, as always on standardized math tests, be careful about double checking their work as they do it. And write things out and don't do it in their head. Sure, exactly. Okay. So um, so we have that. We know the structure. And let's talk about the essay for a second, because yeah. it sounds like if you're doing your prep, and even if you only have three or four weeks, you want to prepare the English and the math so you get in that top 300. But if you don't prepare the essay at all, and you end up, you know, in the top 300, but your essay is terrible, that could prevent you from getting in. So you right. want to prepare for the essay what, without giving away old questions, because that wouldn't, you know, be fair. Um, you know, what kinds of things might they ask about and what kinds of worldviews among sixth graders might allow you to, to, to be uh, fluid in answering that? Um, well, there's two. What I, one thing I discovered over the years is they're actually, it seems like they're just as, if not more interested in content than in well-written. And obviously you should write well and use your commas and punctuation and know your grammar. 
But I had a student whose handwriting was atrocious, his sentence structure was atrocious, and he got in because everything he wrote was very creative and showed a mind that was having sparks in it and could, interesting. Yeah. So they that's that's part of it. And some of the questions over the years, um uh I'll I'll paraphrase, I won't give a real question. Yeah, we don't want to give away like not, actual wanna, questions right. from the past. So it could be um discuss something you communicated, it could have been important or not important. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right. kind of so that's odd. fairly so it's pretty open ended and creative. Some some are, and that's where I find the students have the toughest problems. You want to make mm -hmm. sure they're ready for that kind of question. Other ones can be more directed, like who was who's influenced your life and how did they influence you? Right. And but even then, like so, in in those types of questions, you can open. define what you mean by communicated. Right. You can define what you mean by influenced. Correct. So right. it's and I tell students don't worry about trying to figure it out right, figure out what it means to you and roll with that. Right. A lot of them will get stuck at the point you just brought up about, well, what does that mean? And they never get past it. And then they're not writing the essay. They're just panicking. So don't think about what you think they want to hear. Think about what you want to say. Correct. Which not all sixth graders always feel equally empowered to do. That's true. Yes. So it sounds like Hunter College High School is looking for sixth graders who feel empowered to say what they want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which, one way of looking at it <laughs> my observation of the kids that i saw it seemed like there were a lot that? of kids who felt empowered to say what they wanted to say <laughs> yes they do <laughs> and that's a good thing this um, is true. okay so um if you've got limited time like what's you know certainly we're a tutoring company we think that a great way to prepare is to hire a highly skilled tutor like yourself or like me and 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 that's a great way to prepare uh yeah. but it but but however you prepare um, you know, what are some, some, how do you allocate, how would you allocate your time? Like how many hours a day would be counterproductive, things like that? Well, in this, I mean, it's a, it's a short time. The uh, first thing would be to take, I would utilize the two practice tests from the website, take one at the, type one at the beginning to get a sense of where your son or daughter is at about with the, in relation to the test, see what their weaknesses are. And then you can look at that. If, you know, depending, might somebody, like you were saying, your daughter was going to finish the reading comp early and have the extra time for the math. So you might find that your student is strong on one section already and then doesn't need to be prepping everything and can focus on one or two parts of the test instead of all three. In terms of homework in between, um, you know, try to get some drill books. I mean, there are a lot of books with reading comp passages um, to work on, um, getting math questions and working on time sections, even if it's from other tests, because there's not necessarily a ton of Hunter tests out there to work with, but doing some time sections of other material to get used to dealing with the time constraint and the test it's long. I mean, it's also dealing, you know, having the chance to sit down and do a practice test for three hours is important because no sixth grader has probably done that already. So should you jump in and just use one of the tests and then prep and then use the other? Should you hold off on the tests? I would do, I, as, as, even though there's only two of them, I would love if there was three, but I think you need to do that. You also want to get a sense, depending on how the student does on the first practice test, you might want, you might realize this isn't a good match and I don't want to get my son or daughter in over their heads. 
let's see where they're at and if this makes sense to go forward with. Okay. Um, that all makes sense. So um, I guess we can we can sum up and 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 close our conversation by saying, Hunter College High School uh, application season is open for a few weeks. Uh, the test is open to sixth graders who scored 90th percentile above in both the verbal and math on fourth grade standardized tests of various sorts. At this time, it appears that if you didn't have a fourth grade standardized test, you will not be able to qualify. Uh, if you have questions, of course, you can reach out to Hunter College High School. You can reach out to us and we will share whatever information we have because we tend to hear things pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, if you do qualify and you have those scores and can submit them on uh, the Hunter College website, then your student will take, a your sixth grader will take a test at some point in June, we believe mid to late May, the tests, um, you know, will be at that time. And um, in order to prepare for the test, which has a reading component, a math component, and an essay, you should prepare for all three. Remember, the reading and math qualify you to have the essay read. And if the essay is read and you're in the top about 200, 180, somewhere like that. It can vary a little bit year to year. Then you'll get an offer. They do have a waiting list, I think, of about 15, 20, 25 students. Yeah. And so if if in the summer there's a spot that's open, they, they offer to the wait list, probably in descending order of, of who they think is best. Um, and I think that's approximately everything. If you have further questions, want to speak more with Jonathan or with me or with another of our uh, highly skilled, uh, experienced expert, Hunter College High School admissions test tutors, or with uh, one of our education specialists, uh, Andrew Eisen runs that for us and can explain a lot of things to you. You can reach out to us at 646-431-7505 or find us uh, on the internet at www.noodlepros.com, all one word, N-O-O-D-L-E-P-R-O-S. Uh, so thank you very much for your time today, Jonathan. I know you have a student no at one o'clock in your busy schedule. So I'm giving you four minutes to get to that. All right. Thank thanks. And uh, we'll talk soon. Excellent. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.